Hey, welcome to Creative Block. I am your host, V. I interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we do a little jam. Um, I asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today we have Rianne Druard. Hi! Hello. Did, did I pronounce her name right? <laughs> I think you did. Um, my last name is, is 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 supposed to be French, but I don't know how to pronounce it properly. And then I worked with a French character designer. And really? then he was like, and then he was um, and then he was like, Well, is your family from the north or south of France? Because that changes it too. And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that I think that they ran away from the French Revolution and then kept running around. America, United States after that. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think you said it right. My 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 grandma always said it was like Gerard, but that's obviously not everyone. Yeah. I just say Gerard. It's it's just easier. That makes sense. I was like, oh, great. I'm so happy. I <laughs> Yeah. I feel like no, if I said fine. it with the like French French, I would say Gerard, but I was like yeah, that would be more yeah, like north, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was how he said it. And then the other one was like a lot more nasally. And I was like, I can't even pronounce it. So, That's um, so funny. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but Brienne, you um, you have such a long career. Um, I'm so excited to have you on because uh, you've done so many things like character designing, storyboards, directing. You've ran your own show, um, Amethyst for DC at WB um, and you have your own webcomic RPG that you've been doing for how many years now? Oh gosh it's I think it's going to be nine um, January 6th. Oh It'll wow nine years, nine years Cause old. I, yeah because I think it technically it launched in 2014 it does not feel like it's been that long. Oh but, yeah. yeah but it I has. Because I've been getting I've been getting um, a lot of uh, comments lately from readers who started reading it in grade school and high school and have already graduated college. That's crazy! Oh my god! I mean, it's really cool. Like it, I mean, it, it doesn't actually make me feel old. It's just kind of like, oh wow, that's time flies when you're having fun. I guess. <laughs> real, yeah, for real. I think this is going to be something that's like really fun to talk about because I also have a webcomic and it's like, it's, it's really, I, I love talking about webcomics, but before we get oh, yeah. to that, I kind of want to ask you a little bit about, um, how did you get into animation? Like, what was your path like from realizing you wanted to get into it to actually kind of pursuing, um, a, an education in animation? um yeah okay so I'm I'm one of those people that realized really early on that I loved animation um like my I I grew I kind of grew up like out in the boonies um like like very rural farming area like my dad farms and, <laughs> and where was that what state wa uh, Washington state but oh, the cool. east side so mm -hmm. like anybody who's like you know like it's Othello, but it's like, you know, 40 minutes from Moses Lake, like 40 minutes from like Tri-Cities, two hours south of Spokane, like very landlocked. Um, I mean, we have like rivers and stuff, but it's just, you know, there's not a lot out there. I mean, there's more than there used to be, but 
uh, we had a neighbor, like an older couple that lived down the road from us that like, this is what I remember. Um, I had to be about three and I think they brought like a Betamax by and they had, they had Disney's Alice in Wonderland. And that's my first animation memory. And I remember loving that movie and how beautiful it was and how cute it was. And didn't really understand. I mean, I just knew I liked it. And also, um, I've been like asthmatic since from birth. Like it's just hereditary. Mm-hmm. Like my dad has it. So I often like, you know, I couldn't run around a lot or they would have to find ways to make me not run around and have an asthma attack and be, you know, mm-hmm. very hyperactive child. So <laughs> when we would go to like restaurants or whatever, they would, they would put the table mat in front of me and like a pen and be or a crayon and be like, just sit down and do this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, you know, it was basically, I was supported to draw. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then I think when I was around five, we moved and we got cable and we got the Disney channel and cable was still fairly new back then. Like, I think at that point that channel was only like, I think I'm as old as that channel. Like, that's a crazy thing. Like I'm that weird in between, like older millennial in between like analog to digital. So like, yeah, <laughs> that oh. weird generation. so, um, Anyway, we had Disney Channel and they had Wonderful World of Color and they had like, you know, Walt Disney like introducing the animated like characters dancing on his desk and stuff. But then they would like interview the, the animators and they give a tour. And I'm like, oh, that's how it's made. So oh, like, yeah. yeah, so I knew I knew the cartoon characters weren't real, but it was like, oh, I love this. And I just that that just sealed it. I was obsessed. Although I think I wasn't, it wasn't until I was like eight that I realized that Disney wasn't alive anymore. Cause like one of my goals was like, oh, I want to meet him someday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. was like long, long, long time dead at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm in where I'm like in a unique situation where um, <clears throat> my family was very supportive of me mm. doing what I want to do. Like, they were kind of like, oh, like, as long as you're not a farmer or a doctor, like, my mom's a nurse, but they're like, as long as you're not a farmer or a doctor, because they have awful hours. Oh, yeah. And the thing that's funny is that, um, I mean, I've last the last five or six years, I don't, I try, I try not to do all-nighters or work late anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but uh, there was times when I was in college or other classes that sometimes I just chat on my dad at the on the phone at one or two in the morning during harvest, because he's up all night harvesting. Oh, so, yeah. so it was like it's kind of funny like my hours were very close to farming hours for a while and like lately I'm just like "Eh, it's fine I don't need to be working this hard all the time but um (laughs) yeah so and then um and then when I was starting high school uh my art teacher which the sad thing is I heard that my high school doesn't even have art classes anymore so that's great um because they used to have them but then they like didn't have them yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they're going to funnel all that money into sports, you know, nothing against sports, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what happens in a small town in the middle of nowhere. Um, but my art teacher at the time, I guess, went to like a teacher's convention um, over on on the coast, like in Seattle or somewhere over there and ran into a teacher who taught at CESA, which later changed to InterSpark and is now CESA, which is California State Summer School for the Arts. And they have different departments for that summer school. So there's film and TV, there's acting, there's writing, theater, mm. and animation. And I 
they were like, oh, they, they will take like, like up to like, I think a, a certain amount of out, out of state students and then they'll, you know, they'll, they'll pay for part of it. But like out of state students, like, you know, you have to like get the money to do it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I applied, got into it. And so I went in 96 and 97. I went two years in a row. And oh, wow. What, yeah. what, um, what grades were you in when you went? What, which, what? Sorry. Uh, grades. Like, were you like a sophomore, like a, a junior? Oh, uh, soft, yeah, sophomore and junior. I was a soft, yeah. My sophomore year was my first year I went. And, uh, sorry, my brain farted for a second. Um, so <laughs> I went, and I think the year before they were using the Cal Arts, I think like the year I went was like the second or third year they used the Cal Arts campus. Like, mm. I guess it used to be up in San, one of the Sacramento campuses at one point so we were using the cal arts facility and we were staying in the cal arts dorms for like i think it was like july to august i can't remember exactly what the months were so that was like like my first time in my life i met other people my age that were into the same thing i was because this is still like internet was still very very new there wasn't really any Oh, you know, yeah. like arts community online or yeah, yeah there wasn't a deviant art yet I don't there was probably forums but like we my family didn't have internet yet you know like mm-hmm. because you're out in the boonies there's no way to get internet there's no like yeah, cable yeah, yeah. For that. <laughs> so it was it was like you know a few years before all that stuff started to blow up so it was like my first time meeting other people that were into animation and I I had a great time. Uh, they had us all make our own film. They had guest speakers come in. Um, my teachers, like there was like four or five teachers that like taught everybody and they, you know, they were all great, but it was um, Christine Panushka, who I think she was, te- she was teaching experimental animation at CalArts. And then I think she went to USC after that. And um, there was Christine Panushka, Ruth Hayes, Corny Cole, and Gary oh my gosh I forgot his last name also another a lot of experimental animators and then there was like Corny who actually had um more of a character animation background like he actually studied under Chuck Jones and like oh wow yeah yeah and he's um it's funny too because he was a mentor to some people that were I consider mentors like in the industry now oh very cool yeah like um he's a very sweet man but I learned a lot just from observing observing just how he draws and everything so um but yeah CISO was amazing because it was like oh I found my people sort of and I applied the second year got in got in again and then I remember Christine pulling me aside and asking me like so what what are your goals for the future and I was like I want to apply for experimental animation like I want to be like in your department you know because she taught experimental Mm. arts and she was kind of honest with me and she's like you can totally do that but she's like I kind of want you to go into character because you know it'll be a little bit I think you know you have a more like like I have I I I tell stories like I have a more traditional story structure Mm -hmm. so um she recommended that I try to apply for for character animation so my junior year in high school my we have a senior project at our high school to graduate and we had we had two we had two things in our at my high school that we had to do to graduate one was we had to have a senior project and finish it at the end of the year and that can be anything like it's you know you could do you know interview somebody in town or you know you know be a 4-h or something you know so Mm -hmm. like you know raising raising a hog (laughs) or something Uh 
um, the other thing was is we had just gotten a McDonald's for the first time. We had to fill out a job application for McDonald's or you would not graduate. Really? Because That's crazy. That, yeah, it was, <laughs> they didn't really think highly of like us, you know, having a future. So, oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And then my senior year, I had enough credits. So I took, you know, my, I took, um, I took art again in my senior year because my art teacher was very supportive and like he held, he held me at a higher standard. I did not get an easy A. Like he made me do extra stuff. He actually made me make a comic. Oh, very cool. <laughs> How yeah. was that? Did you have fun? I I did, but it was like also like, you know, my brain was like, I don't understand. And also like, yeah, there's not really any comic book stores where I was at. Like I didn't really have a full exposure to comics. So Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, but my senior my senior year project was I was going to make an animated film. So I, my parents got me a, I still have it. I don't use it that much, but they got me a camcorder that could record, the shortest it could record is eight frames at a time. Oh, interesting. And you had to use a little remote for it. So I had a camera stand. So I, I made, um, I made a film that I should probably, I think it, it was on my blogger, but I think blogger like, you know, ate it because it, you know, doesn't really work anymore. Mm-hmm. But I I did that film and that was one of the things I turned in for my CalArts application and I got into CalArts oh, and cool. then our our um, principal actually called me into his office to tell me that that was not a career that I needed to like. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whole, yeah. Whole nine yards. I can't remember if my parents had to come in or whatever. And I was just like okay dude you're I don't know what to whatever so (laughs) that's crazy yeah so like yeah my parents are like supportive but like I've yeah I think that's the only like really roadblocks I've kind of had oh yeah 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 in terms of pursuing it at least in terms of like pursuing this career yeah yeah so I I I I was one I was part of like a small group that went to Cal went to Cal in my class that went to Keller straight out of high school. Most of the teachers were really supportive. There was one teacher that was like, I don't want to teach you. You have no world experience. You don't, you don't belong here. You don't deserve to be here. Wait, um, who's like at CalArts? Somebody said that? Yeah, it was, it was our color designer. Um, he came around. He liked me by my senior year. Okay. Like, I think because wow. like I was still doing my assignments and stuff and I like, finished all my films. So I eventually he had to like me. So uh-huh. um, I mean, I mean, I, like older now looking back at it like yeah I I get it he's right like where are our stories going to come from how much world experience do we have like what you know right I, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with having some harsh truth thrown at you I guess but um but it's also I, I like say- you just had like a different world experience you know what I mean it's like I don't know like you th- yeah even if yeah. you grew up in like the boonies like you said like it's like that's still a life you know that it doesn't you know it I don't know, and your dad was like a farmer. I think this is stuff that people don't talk about. And it's like, it's valid and interesting. I don't know. Just by two cents. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that's like the flip side of like, you know, people like worry like, oh, am I too old to, to, to start or whatever? And it's like, you're, you're never, you're never too old. Like you, you still have like some work, like you got that world experience at least. Like that's, that's something. Yeah, Um, exactly. But I, 
I overall enjoyed my time at CalArts, but I will say it was like a completely different experience than I expected. Like like CISA, I was like, I found my people and like it was very like not competitive. It was just more we were just all happy to be there and like showing oh, yeah. our like our own Darkwing Duck memes with each other, like before uh-huh. we even knew what memes were. Uh-huh. <laughs> our, own, our own little special language. And then um started at Cal Arts and like I have lifelong friends I made there, but I remember like my first week in um realizing that like, oh, everyone's very competitive. Like I just came here to learn and make stuff and you know and I will say though, like with with time as time has gone on like the competitive stuff like really didn't matter like I didn't need to worry about it you know and like I I really did try to just focus like on myself and just bettering myself while I was there and not trying to worry about what other people were doing mm-hmm. and I think that's like the best advice I can give if you do go to you know any sort of early animation school or even if you're starting at your first job and you feel that way like do not try not yeah. to give into that um I agree also, just, for like mental health reasons it's like it's better to just like focus on like just bettering yourself rather than like comparing yourself to others yeah, yeah totally you will you will make yourself sick and like also just just as a note for anyone that's listening that um like I I I I feel like I got what I needed out of going to to CalArts and I enjoyed my time there but I can honestly say you do not need to go to that school to have a career in animation or any sort of art form like there's more than one path I just I have close friends that are amazing that couldn't that applied the year I did and didn't get in that have really healthy careers and they still have regrets or doubts and I'm like please please do not like we still like met each other we still get to work together like that's so true and I feel also like for anyone that's listening um to this episode and who's wondering about like other career path like there's been or like a college path there's like some really interesting episodes on the podcast like for example Kofi Fiagome and mm-hmm. we've had Ferocia um who's also not gone through like uh the traditional uh, path they're like more self-taught um Stephanie uh, Riso she's gone to like a um um community college so definitely like uh yeah I think this is great advice to say like even though CalArts is like a staple name there it's not definitely not the only path yeah and like I I've had a lot of co-workers who you know worked you know didn't go to college and just you know were able to still you know like those are like some of the people I've learned the most from too like since everyone has different types of experience like they've all learned to draw different ways and like everyone kind of learns their own, their own little like cheats and hacks on how to like you know get stuff done so yeah. anyway sorry that was a very long drawn out thing no that's but, great um, because we went through like a lot of it and I think that's like um it's really interesting that you mentioned you mentioned like not having internet because that's something that I feel is like a thread throughout the podcast is like mm-hmm. finding your community uh art community is really important and I feel like for you you found it through like summer school like the art summer school um just to kind of like keep being excited and wanting to just kind of pursuing that path um yeah how for you once so you you went to Cal Arts. how did you find like land your first job how like what was the timeline between cal arts and your first job what was it and how kind of did you apply what was the process for that 
Okay, so um, yeah, this is probably going to be a little bit winded too. Um, That's so fine. my technically, <laughs> yeah, my technically my first animation animated related job. I I had an internship for the summer at July Films between my junior and senior year at CalArts because one of my animation teachers, Mike Wing, was doing his own indie film um, called My Little <clears throat> My Little World, which I. I know a lot of, I think the animation is mostly done on it, but I don't know if it'll ever be out. I have no idea what's going on with it. I know that like, I think at one point it was 80% colored and stuff, but um, he was my teacher. He really liked my junior film. I interned over the summer. It was my first time like outside of, C I mean, outside of CESA, it was like my first summer being away from home. And the thing was, is that I, it was a really tough time because most of my friends went back home for the summer. Most people were out of state. So I was here in California and there wasn't really anyone around. And I remember that summer just being really difficult and I could, my drawing sucked. And I thought like, that was the first time I realized that like how much my happiness affects how I draw. Mm, yep. Mm -hmm. So I don't think any of the animation I did for, for that film was good. I don't, I think they had to redo it all. Um, I was also probably like 19. No. I turned I turned 21 that summer. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So my senior year, yeah. So anyway, my senior year that was the year when feature bottomed out at all the studios. Um all our teachers were coming in. They were going through divorces. They were losing some of them had to like were losing you know their homes, had to move, had to downsize um they couldn't find work we had a few, we had one teacher I remember him coming in who actually has a healthy career in tv now mm. but I remember him coming in and telling us like my advice to you guys is to switch careers I'm so sorry you wasted your time there is nothing out there for you whoa um, I can't believe they would say that That's yeah crazy. And, then, and some of the other teachers said similar um I sounds kind of like what's going on right now <laughs> well you know I mean I don't I don't want to say it'll get better or it'll get worse it's I honestly guess... for me it's not comparable oh, we okay. still have work yeah. I'm talking like I think there was only like maybe two or three shows being done at Cartoon Network at the time at the time CalArts had no I think we had one teacher teaching tv design that was it everything was feature-based mm. there was like how do you get into tv when you don't even know who to apply to and like I think Warner Animation at the time probably only had two or three shows they were working on. Like, I'm trying to remember how many, you know, there. I don't think there was that much going on. And then um, anyway, yeah, that was going on during my senior year. I still went ahead and tried to finish my senior film. I was definitely having senioritis, um, but I finished it and I finished my portfolio. And because CalArts has a job fair, then the way it would work was that we would all at the main gallery, like there's like these table, like long tables spread out. You put your portfolio down open with your name and your contact information. And then you go and leave. And then all the recruiters go through and go through all the portfolios. And then there's a callback list up on the bulletin board mm -hmm. for all the different studios. And this had gone on for years. Like, I don't think I ever had like a substantial real callback. And um, so I was one of the like five people from my graduating class of 70 people that had a job after college. And I was one of like three or four people that basically ended up at this one third party video game 
company out in Moore Park called Paradox. And mm-hmm. they were working on backyard wrestling too. <laughs> that's, and, that's really cool yeah. though. Like you went to like a you so you started in video games. I didn't know that. Yeah, sort of. Um and I loved I was like, you know, this is so really dumb like oh I was like a gamer like we had a Super Nintendo and I played lots of video games because there's like nothing else to do out in the boonies except so I used to play lots of video games it was just me and my brother playing games I mean we did other things but like overall that was like my hobby I guess Mm -hmm. and um like (laughs) yeah like that job fair thing was kind of that so everybody was like already like kind of like really down and I remember corny like my my senior my exit review for graduating uh it was corny cole bruce richards and frank terry and and I'll, i'm gonna say his name but leo holbica he was the one who originally told me oh you shouldn't be here you don't have life experience but um he was ah. very sweet at the end he accidentally broke i made a maquette for my junior student film of the monk of the monkey girl and he picked it up thought it was a toy and broke the arm off of it no <laughs> He felt he felt awful, and I remember Corny looking at him like, "What, what, what are you?" Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I remember Corny, Corny, and Bruce, Corny specifically telling me that he that I it would be I would have probably have a really hard time finding work for a while, just because in general with what was going on in the industry. But he also told me, told me that like he's like your art has a really strong voice, and he's like you know he's like I'm glad you leaned into that like that's what you should do but like this industry like you know sometimes that's you know you need to be able to like you know be I mean I can I can be a chameleon I really can but Mm. he he just told me that like um in general because I have such a unique style he's like it might take you a while but he's like I think that's honestly the best path for you because he's like you know like you do have like a strong sensibility or whatever. And it was really, I mean, I, I took those words to heart. Like anytime I felt down, I was like, well, he told me it would be like this, you know, and that's, that's good. Like I'm prepared at least, but, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was one of like a handful of my classmates that had a job out of college. Like I, I don't remember everybody, but like there was a lot of talented people in our class that like aren't working in animation today. Like a lot of them have moved on to be illustrators or doing something completely different. And still Mm -hmm. in touch with them once in a while but like there's there's a whole class of cal arts students that are not working in animation because the industry was like so bad in 2002 um yeah that's really interesting to there's few there's very few from my class that are working i mean it's it's still i mean the good thing is is a lot of us are still working and like you know have done a lot of cool things so like yeah so it was me beth slevin and um Abby Goldsmith and I think one other guy who isn't working in animation anymore. We all went to Paradox. Um, I know Travis Hathaway and Chris Chua went to Pixar, and I probably there was a few other people that like I'm I am definitely forgetting. I think Josie Trinidad ended up at Disney feature finally, but I think she had a hard time too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and then um, yeah, so I went to the video game place and before I took the job, I was like, I don't know how to animate 3D. And they're like, oh, we'll teach you. I'm like, okay. So went there, they had us using bootleg copies of 3D Studio Max. And they handed mm-hmm. me like this thick book. And they're like, yeah, just do the first, here's your assignment. And here's the first lesson. Just do it. Oh, wow. So 
I was trying to do a move set for one of the characters, like, you know, because you have to like, the other thing too, like animating move sets at that company. Um, and I don't know if this is normal for other video game studios since then. Like it's been 20 years. But um, like you like, okay, you have to do the move set for like the punch. You have to do the like punch with the left hand, punch with the right hand, like kick. You have to make sure that it looks good in every angle, you mm-hmm, know. Right. And the computer that they had there couldn't do playback. You had to export a movie to be able to actually even see it. And the computer couldn't even play the movie playback properly. No! So, yeah, yeah, computers I, were so slow. <laughs> yeah, I ended up bringing my gateway laptop in because it worked better. And then I was told not to do that because it was embarrassing to them. Oh, no. So, yeah, so I, I was like, okay, I'll just use this. But I remember the first day, I I couldn't, I kept having like the IK problem where like, you know, you want the arm to move a little bit down or whatever. But yeah. the computer interprets it as having the arm do a full 360 to get to the other pose. So it's like, you know, yeah, breaking yeah. the model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. couldn't get it to work. I was spending hours. And then finally, my friend Abby came over because she'd already been working at the studio for a couple months. And I'm like, I can't get this to work. And she looked at the book and she's like, the book is wrong. Oh. <gasps> and I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, there's this is actually wrong. And then she, she printed out this thing she found online. She's like, here's the correct thing. And I was like, oh my God, bless you. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. So I was there for a few months and like they had us working weekends for free. We were only getting $500 for every two weeks. It was like non-union. I didn't, I was green, didn't know what I was doing. And our anime director came in one, one day when we had like a huge crunch and was like, you guys have to work this weekend or, you know, I'll make sure you're blacklisted if you try to apply anywhere else. Cause I know people work who work in the industry or something. Oh my God. And my, one of my other classmates stood up to him. Cause I was just like, Oh, you know, I was like awful. I was like, well, I'll do it because I'm, you know, I want us to, you know, get it in on time, of course. Right. And my classmate stood up to the guy and was like, oh, really? You know people? We know people in the industry too. And I'll tell them all about you. Oh, and yeah. I was, just, I was like, oh, that's right. So anyway, I, I yeah. worked at that studio for like nine months. I, you know, worked with some nice people. I learned 3D animation and they got bought out by a bigger video game studio that also no longer exists and i guess they had been embezzling <gasps> so they, <laughs> they took everybody out to lunch like oh we're taking it to lunch and they changed all the locks while everyone was out what so, that's yeah. so crazy oh my god <laughs> yeah there's a movie called called i think it's grandma's boy i can't remember it's a i mean it's not a good movie but it involves a, a guy who works at a like a really weird video game company and honestly that is the closest thing to what that job was like it was i have the most wild stories like my my, my friends know about it but that's like so crazy just, yeah it was a circus it would be like such a good sitcom so <laughs> um, yeah the last the last couple of months i was working at that studio i was like this isn't gonna last i need to figure out what to do so i ended up learning like basic html and built my own website, my own portfolio website, because I was like, I don't know what to do. I need to learn something. This is not, this how is not what it, I wanted to go into animation for. How was how common was it to have a, a an online portfolio at the time? I don't think it was very common. The only person, other person I knew who on um, that was an animation person who had a website was, um, if she's listening to this, I'm probably going to embarrass her, but I want her to know that, like a bunch of us looked up to her. Mm-hmm. So when I was at Cal Arts, somebody was like, Oh, have you seen? Amy Major's website. We're like, what? She's like, oh yeah, she's 
she's an animation person she has a website and she actually was like she was one of our class uh, upperclassmen at the time mm. and she had a website with a forum she had her art on there and stuff and I was like wow that's really cool and um I think there was like a few other people who had websites but I was just like I think also I was I was like making printing out portfolios is so expensive buying the portfolio driving the gas to drop it off at studios right and you, and then and then even sometimes rarely they'd be like come pick your portfolio up so you're driving back out again to pick up your portfolio yeah you know so I was like I wish I wish studios would use websites but I'm gonna go, go ahead and make one so hopefully that will help in the future also like I'm going crazy I need something else to do because right. um, that's the other thing too when I worked at that game company since I was one of the very few people few people from my class who had a job everyone else moved back home to their home state or hometown which wasn't LA so that was also a really lonely year especially after they laid our studio off there was like a good chunk of time where I didn't really have anyone to talk to and oh, right yeah and like you were yeah. saying like internet wasn't like super big yet um or was it kind yeah. of starting to pick up at all I mean I I was online a lot still like I I would like lurk on b3ta um I'm trying to remember what forums I was on that, that oh and like one of my classmates he made he made a forum called motion zoo which is long gone it doesn't exist anymore and we had we, we would photoshop our heads on other people's bodies like it was just stupid stuff all the time <laughs> or like weird links to like weird animation that they would find online um you know like that was like when flash was still pretty young so like people would make their own like weird flash stuff and share it, it was just like we were just trolling each other all day mm-hmm. um and i i kind of forgot about this um Sorry, if I'm, I feel like I'm talking too much. Sorry. No, um, no, it's really fun. It's really interesting to kind of like hear what the landscape was like at the time. And so, yeah, so you were by yourself and you're and you were trying to like make your portfolio and and uh, learning HTML. And did that help you get noticed in a way? Like what it, it it did, but it took some time. And like, so I was looking for work, and um, and how did you sustain yourself while you were looking for work? Yeah, so. So that's the thing. So at this, like, I'm really, I'm really fortunate that my parents helped, helped me pay through school. Like I am, I am very aware, like that's, that's their thing too. Like I, I don't, I really did my best to not waste my time at CalArts. Like I worked really hard because like, mm-hmm. I did not, you know, want their sacrifices to go to waste. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. I had, I had friends who wanted to go to school and did get in and couldn't afford it like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go fuck around sorry but I'm not gonna go <laughs> there and mess around like when I know there are people who didn't get the same chance like right yeah 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 so I'm gonna, um and um so yeah I was laid off at the game company I had I was building a website and uh my mom uh she works as like she works as an RN or she just, you know, she recently retired, which good for her, like working for 40 plus years. Amazing. Um, but the the hospital she was working at, they had some pamphlets from a place called regional maple leaf. That was like about like, you know, about like, like a teenage health book. Like these are the changes you're going to go through, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like they had different types of little things and she was reading one of them in the back. Apparently they, they give out a grant to some to they like people can apply for a grant to illustrate the next year's teenage health book oh very and, cool yeah and they were based up in canada but it was open to 
people in the northern U.S. states too. So oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. So she sent me the info. I went ahead and did, did did a little bit of art and applied, and I got it. And I can't remember how much the grant was. It was substantial. Um, oh wow! And I was enough for me to finally buy my first desktop computer, and I bought. I basically bought a gaming setup because um, I wanted to keep making films after school. Oh, right. Like, yeah, yeah. My my goal from graduating CalArts was not to be a showrunner. I was originally, all I wanted to be was an animator. And then I think mm. by my junior year, I was like, maybe I need to get into kids illustration. Like I was already mm-hmm. thinking like, I need to be flexible. I don't know what to apply for. I just know I need to be flexible. Um, right. So I was like, well, I'll make, I'll make my own films or whatever, you know, like that that's my goal. So I was able to buy that computer, um, finish making my website. And then I got contacted by, um, uh, the creator of Shaolin Showdown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, this is, this is going into a random spot that I don't bring up very much. And I can't talk too much about it because, um, your reasons, but she found me through, um, the CalArts alumni site. Like, I don't even know if my CalArts alumni email works. I, I think at the time that we didn't have email addresses for CalArts, I think it was that I had an old Yahoo account that we had on the alumni registry. And my, I'm not going to say what my email was because for reasons, of course, um, but my <laughs> email name was very similar to a project that she was developing at the time. And that's why she contacted me. So she was looking for an artist and she was, paying me like a little bit at a time but I had to drive out to her out out to Santa Monica to do art for her on this project and um like it wasn't yeah so anyway I was doing art for that for for like that was during my I think that was around 2003 so I was doing art for her but she wasn't paying me enough for me to make a living and at one point she had me stop by Warner Brothers television animation to meet with uh one of the higher up producers there or line producers I don't know it was somebody it was somebody on the production end I don't remember who it was it's somebody who's not there anymore mm. and she thumbed through my portfolio and she's like there's nothing here we can hire you for like you don't fit for anything and I was like well okay well you know she didn't really give I mean she wasn't like mean but she didn't really yeah it's like tell me. yeah yeah and I was like okay you know and so I did a little bit more work for for the Shaolin lady and then um she just wasn't paying me enough for what I was doing Mm. and I ended up being like I you know I can't sorry I can't work for you anymore and I was able to get um a couple of tests um oh I know what it was sorry I just totally phased me so my bank account was dwindling I was like okay at this point I'm gonna have to move home and apply for video game companies in the Seattle and Renton area like I knew Nintendo was up there at least like just figuring out what to do Mm -hmm. because at this point my parents are paying for my brother to go through college like I'm not going to be asking them for rent or anything so my my bank account was rent was dwindling I took um I ended up taking a few design tests I think I took one for Billy and Mandy and Teenage Robot and I probably Family Guy and then or one of the prime times. I don't remember which one. And then for boards Teen or Titans. design or like all design. of design. Oh, oh, nice design. When I was in when I was in college, um, one of my board teachers told me I would never be a board artist. Really? Yeah, he still works and I'm friends with him, but I, I don't think he remembers telling me that. But I remember like being like 
gutted. Like, he's like, you'll never be a board artist. I was like, well, it's fine. I was like, I'd like design anyway, I guess. So, um, <laughs> also, like, this kind of ties into, like, uh, when my, when that one teacher was like, oh, you have no life experience. Um, mm. I was, I was 19 when I started at CalArts. So I went through college in my early 20s. Your brain is not fully formed then. Yes, true. Um, and I, I don't think I had, I think, and there's so much, you're learning so much so fast by doing your own films and you're learning from teachers and st- fellow students. And my, I don't think my brain, I think my brain needed time to digest on how to board. Like looking back at it, I think it was a long path for me. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Boarding is really hard. I feel like, it um, is. especially because it's you said bad. that you didn't really have like a lot of comics available and stuff when you were like growing yeah. up. I feel like, like for I played- me, yeah, like I, I remember growing up reading a lot of manga and I feel like I learned most of my boarding, like reading manga, which oh, was a yeah. little problematic too, because um, mm-hmm. you don't do comics the same way you do boards, but it does help if you're used to seeing like, yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like comics, comics and boards are both fruit, but they're apples and bananas, sort of like, yeah, they, exactly. they have a lot of similarities, but they don't necessarily work in recipes the same way, I guess, is how to yes, say, I don't know. Exactly. No, 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 for real. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you were so like took, applying for design. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I went ahead to take the times test and this is the thing that was funny. So I, my roommates at the time were, for, were former classmates of mine. And apparently they were aware of the Teen Titans test. Like apparently a bunch of my classmates had taken it like months earlier and nobody had told me about it. And they were like, oh yeah, nobody's like, nobody can get this design job because it's like so hard. And oh, and it's okay. Sorry to backtrack a little bit. The reason I got the test in the first place was so back, you know, I talked, I mentioned the forum called Motion Zoo that one of my classmates had started where we just you know, basically shit post all day. And yeah, we yeah. had a job board and the job board was also for shit posting and sorry for saying that but that is exactly what it was um you know making fake posts and sometimes we'd have bots that would come in and we would like pretend to interact with the bot because we thought it was funny um <laughs> anyway matt youngberg who had been boarding on titans at the time and he would actually be a great person to interview in the future um i don't want to tell like his story but he was boarding on teen titans he posted in the job forum that they needed a designer, that they'd been having trouble funding a designer that understands what anime is. Because ah! even though Titans, Titans is not technically anime, it's still, you like know, it's influenced. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And the thing was, and this is really, this is also kind of sad and weird, but this is still when animation was, you know, a lot of feature people were still looking for work. A lot of feature people were unemployed they were only getting applicants that had worked at Disney feature who could not draw on that style. Like the stuff they're turning in is obviously beautiful, but you know, you I know think this, is really is inter- not Titan. this is really interesting because I feel like at the time, were you at CalArts at a time where it was like, don't draw anime, anime is oh, bad. No. So that's the other thing that's hilarious. I have, ne- I have only had one person in my entire life that told me not to draw big eyes and draw anime and that was one of my CISA teachers interesting was, so yeah it's not something that you've heard a lot interesting and it wasn't even corny 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 did viz dev for little nemo for the ant for the 
the TMS Little Nemo they did. Like mm-hmm. he's and he like he's he's worked for a lot of Japanese studios. So like it was never an issue. Like uh our teacher Jeff Ranjo would bring in like he he was trolling us probably, but he he brought in Ninja Scroll as an example. Like it, like like we had Mark Andrews, he brought in all the Ghibli stuff. Like they what Steve An- Steve Anderson like I'm they all like they showed us an equal part of it like it wasn't just anime they would show us it was just all our teachers loved that stuff too so I never ever you know interesting that wow that's yeah. really interesting that's really cool that's awesome yeah and, yeah and even I think my 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 teacher in high school I don't think he quite understood it but he never he never told me no as long as I was doing figure drawing and as long as I was taking his oil painting class and learning how to do values like he didn't care I mean he cared but he he, I I was very fortunate to have the adults in my life growing up that never were like don't do that weird stuff like oh nice that's really great yeah I guess I'm like like, uh yeah I was gonna say like how do you think you had that um for that job for like that design job how did you have that influence was it because were you watching anime as a kid or like I guess technically because um so I think about the time when I was maybe late grade school, junior high was when all the TMS animated series were coming out. Like they were animating episodes of Tiny Toons. Like I watched a lot of Fox Kids. Like I was like very much into that block. So it was mm-hmm. like the the Taz Batman animated, um, the first the Bruce Tim Batman and like mm-hmm. um tiny tunes animaniacs like swat cats had some episodes that were like done really well disney channel used to air anime all the time like that's where i originally saw unico island of magic which actually really? all that stuff really holds up yeah they used to air i had a recording from that what? um that's crazy yeah and i remember just like liking how stuff was timed and how it how the the you know, like it's like animation is a language. There's different ways to do timing. There's different ways to draw something. Like things feel different. Like the weight feels differently if things are like on sixes versus, you know, threes, two, whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So and then you know, going to Cal Arts and finding out that some of my teachers knew some of the animators who worked on those things. It was like, oh yeah, we're even though that was like pre-internet, we are still a small community in the world. Like what? it's it's that's crazy yeah I was lucky to work not work for anybody who was like you know I everyone everyone that I I that was like adult on the animation side was had friends in other countries that were animating so it was it wasn't an issue I guess that's really cool and so how do you feel like um how do you feel like you uh applied for that design job and got yourself to stand out from the other uh, applicants for the so, Teen Titans? Yeah. So, yeah, so Matt posted the job listing and then it was a probably around I think I had just gone home for Christmas. So, I had that website. Yes. The website. <laughs> so, I sent him the website was like I'm not going to be back in LA for like another two weeks I can drop my portfolio off then but hey here's my website I know that they usually want to see a physical portfolio but hopefully you know whatever hopefully somebody over there understands mm-hmm. and what I gathered after I got the job was that they showed the website to Glenn Mirakami and he's like well she understands what we're going for they gave oh, me the cool. test the test was to do a turnaround of Jinx who is honestly she's kind of a complicated design 
it was my first I I I done turnarounds for school, but we always animated our turnarounds. Like that's how they taught us at college for feature, like you animate them. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then lined it all up and then dropped it off and was like I had also was waiting back to hear back for a test I turned in for a teenage robot. Oh right. And I, at that point I had $400 left in my bank account. So I was trying to figure out, like, I guess I got to move home. You know, like I need to start figuring out if I need to pack up or whatever. So got turned in a test. And I think within that week, I got a call back for teenage robot to tell me that they're going with somebody else, but they really love my test. So they can bring me on as a cleanup artist, but, but I'll get to do designs. And at the time I wasn't aware of like the, how the animation union worked or anything, but my brain kind of saw it as like, wait, you want to pay me less than my mutual to do the same amount of work. Mm. And they're like, yeah, we're really sorry, but our budget only accepts one designer. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll take it, you know, because it, it's work. Work is work. Right. And it's breaking in. But I remember just being like, man, that sucks. Okay. And um, so I think a couple of days later, I got a call saying like, we want you for Titans. When can you start? Can you start this Monday? And the thing was, is Teenage Robot, the work wasn't going to start for another two months. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I was like, well, obviously I'm going to take Titans. And then somebody was like telling me like, oh, I heard that crew's really mean and all this stuff and they don't like women. I was like, really? Okay, well, I guess I'll go find out. (laughs) (laughs) Went there and then ended up finding out overall that team was actually really sweet. They... I I felt like I was always like maybe I'm being like a nuisance but they always like they include me in lunches like I got to sit in on like episode breakdowns like when they're breaking story I like there was like times where like I'd be in a meeting and I'd mention something and it would end up in an episode like oh super cool yeah and um overall like I'm still pretty close to a lot of those people and um and we worked on other shows since then and off and I learned a lot on that show like I probably learned more working on that show than I learned from CalArts. Like CalArts was definitely like my springboard and foundation. Right. And I remember the first day I they gave me a turnaround to do on Titans. And um, so I was sitting in my cube. I brought in like, I brought in my animation disc. Like I have, I have, I still have it, but I have an old plastic plexiglass. Not even a fancy one, just, just the plexiglass disc. That plex, plexi disc. Sorry. <laughs> plexi disc with a, with a pegboard on it. And I, I just animate on my lap. That's that's how I usually animate or used to. But um, brought it in, was working on there, was like doing, I think I was doing a turnaround for like, I don't remember. I think it might have been for Beast Beast Boy's like weird beast, wear beast design. Mm-hmm. So I was doing the turnaround for that. And I remember Der- Derek Wyatt and John Suzuki, who were the other two designers, walk in. They're like, what are you doing, you nerd? And I'm like, what? And then Glenn's like, Brianne come come in my office I'm like what did I do he's like nothing and he's like we don't we don't have to animate so he showed us he showed like and this is like how I think most turnarounds are done for tv but he Mm. just showed me like oh you do your three-quarter front you flip it that's your three-quarter back you adjust it that way I was like oh see like this is something that Kellers did and and then also like we had I had my animation teacher my freshman year did sit us down and show us how he did clean up for he was actually cleaning up a scene for El Dorado oh, and he yeah. was showing us and it was like funny <laughs> anyway side story like he was cleaning up like a background character character carrying like a um a pot on her head and he was doing a drawing it was taking like 20 minutes to do a cleanup on it and then like his his pencil slipped and uh-huh. he was like 
and it was like you know he had the projector and he was like so class this is a lesson he picked up the page crinkled it threw it in the trash he's like i have to start over now because if i erase it it's not going to be enough eraser to like (laughs) because this is like still very early on computer oh scanning wow yeah oh yeah 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 so my idea of cleanup was like oh cleanup is frightening and scary and but um but yeah glenn glenn derrick and john taught me how to ink and clean up um my characters and like i my hand is still shaky i mean now we can clean up it's easy to clean up digitally yeah yeah Um, yeah because you have like uh, unlimited undos and like you have a lot of like tools helping you with like softwares and stuff yeah because that's the other thing i always forget like um when I was on Titans, we had one iMac that we all shared and we just basically used it to like lurk on animation forums mm-hmm. and laugh. <laughs> Very evil. But <laughs> or also it, I mean laugh laugh out of joy because like sometimes seeing like cool fan art is amazing. But um but we didn't have like we were all doing it on paper. So we were inking with microns, which is what I used to ink Harpy. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, anyway, yeah, that's how I got the Titans job. Like, I, they hired me there, and then they basically trained me because they were having such a hard time finding anybody who understood, like, the style and the humor of the show. Yeah. Like, people just weren't quite a fit, and I ended up sticking, like, like, um, yeah. And I, I, I mean, he, he passed away earlier this year, so I, I don't, guess I don't need to worry about embarrassing him, but, like, I remember when I first worked on Titans, Derek was, like, very antagonistic towards me i think he was kind of like eh, i have to train this stupid person or whatever but like um he taught me a lot and um he ended up having me help out on some of his other shows and i would just you know, like i don't know i just kind of understood how to turn his designs and stuff so mm-hmm. but wow. john is still yeah and john is still working he's still doing a lot of stuff at warner's um glenn's still around doing stuff too and like matt is out show running and like yeah it was a good group like there wasn't a lot of women on there but they were honestly really supportive and like they even early on they even pulled me aside and were like hey this older animation person who had a show at nick we see that he's on your blog please stay away from him Mm, like yeah 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 yeah. um do you feel like at the time when you went to cal arts there were like a lot of women at all in the classes or do you feel like uh, it was mostly guys just asking because i think it's like i feel like that translates into like you know, if you don't have a lot of, like, female students, then, of course, you're going to have, like, less. Yeah, actually, this this ties into a conversation I had, a conversation I had with Glenn Mirakami really early on on Titans. Um, so when I went to CalArts, we actually had a lot of students that were from South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, there was apparently, I think there might have been, like, a program between an animation school over there and CalArts. I'm not sure. I think Frank Terry might have had some sort of um, set up for that but um anyway some of my classmates you know and then also they some of them went back to animate in korea and some of them had actually already animated but there were some women that were from from there too um oh, cool and some of them work here too like there's some that work as board artists here just you know showing how small the world is um yeah and uh anyway off the top of my head um i always felt like there was a lot of women in our class but I, there, there really wasn't i think it was still like I want to say maybe 10, 10 or 20% of the student, the yeah. colors, like overall, including like just all, all four years together, like from this, from the freshman to the seniors. 
Yeah. So my, but I guess my, my, the class, my, my graduating class was, it was me, Tara Whitaker, Steph Choi, um, Heather Chavez, Josie Trinidad, and, and Valerie Fletcher, and I'm trying to, I can't remember if Yo was in my class. I can't remember. I know, I know there's a few more I'm probably, oh, Beth Slevin was in my class. Like, that was it, sort of? And I apologize if there's, like, anyone else. Oh, Amanda Ridna. Amanda Ridna was in my class, I think. Oh, really? So cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there wasn't a lot. And then I remember when I was starting on Titans, and, like, we would hang out in Glenn's, Glenn's office a lot while he was going over design notes or whatever and, like, just hanging out. And he had a computer in his office, too, so, like, Usually Derek or John or Ben Jones or somebody was like on the computer, like reading forum posts to us <laughs> in funny voices. But I remember one day Glenn asking me, he's like, why aren't there more like women in animation? Like, he's like, where are they? He's like, he was asking me, he's like, why? Like, you're one of the few that applied, you know, or whatever. And then I was like, well, I, and at that point, DeviantArt was a thing. Like, I think I finally made a DeviantArt account around that time. And I told him, like, they're all in high school right now. Yeah. Like, well, what do you yep. mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm telling you, they have what I did not have. If I would have had that five years ago, I would be insane right now. But I told him, like, they're all on Stephen Art drawing Harry Potter things or fanfics. Or that's because there was a, like a pretty big fan base of like girls and fe- like, with, like, you know, whatever, like um, that were really into Titans. Because the thing is, like, superheroes are still like, you know, they're their dramas too um yeah, they, mm-hmm. you know it's it's the characterization stuff you know he, the, the meaty stuff but I was I told him like they're all in high school they're all drawing fan art and I'm like they're finding each other they they have a supportive community now like yeah. they like regard like you know I bet you a good chunk of those people are gonna end up going to like animation school or like finding their own paths like I told him give it 10 years in 10 years this industry will be at least I think the parody will be a lot better. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. it was like really funny. And then I think I was talking to him like a year or two ago, and he's like, "How there's so many more people like working?" I'm like, "Yeah, do you remember me telling you they were coming? Like, uh-huh. like winter is coming. I'm like, they will be here. Uh-huh. All, the- all of them will be here. And yeah, it's. I mean, we still have like a long ways to go in general, just with representation for general, like mm. over- overall for the industry, but like we really have come pretty far yeah Um, totally I think like things just like like we just needed things to like democratize a little bit I feel like probably like animation and just like that whole world in general was just kind of like a little bit like um harder to to get into because it wasn't just like I mean without going into a full like feminist rant it's just like a a very context-based and like you know for even for women to have jobs that were different from just like being a secretary or like you know like um what were the other acceptable women job that was kind of like probably in the 80s that like you know it was like you know you could start doing something else yeah that was that was something my mom had mentioned to me a few times growing up was that one of the reasons she was like supportive of like my art career was that she's like I would have loved to have like pursued something like this but she's like I had to you know I had to, you know, she she became a nurse instead. Like that was like more acceptable and also like, you know, you know, she she was going to school like in this 
60s and 70s so like right yeah. yeah um so it's yeah it's interesting and also the other thing too like you don't like there's more there's more information now on like like there's yes. like you can look up online like how lessons on like how to learn how to do this stuff or there's communities to share your work like your work in progress to like learn from so that tuition barrier doesn't is is less now which I think is good so it's like yeah you know like if you don't if your family can't afford it doesn't necessarily isn't the only like there's I am hoping there's less roadblocks like like I said I like I'm very aware how fortunate and how much like that plays into where I am now like I I definitely have things that um I'm using the wrong word because I think it's a little bit my brain is just a little bit out for a weekend yeah it's but, okay uh, it's okay that yeah, makes a lot of sense but I, though but um, I think I think it's good so we're seeing a lot more different types of stories and like you know the same sort of thing over and over again so yeah I know it's scary because um the studios have been pulling a lot of stuff right now and like honestly I I was expecting everything to rubber band back at some point because this is technically like my third time seeing the industry get disrupted because I also kind of um dealt with that recession and the cn real time when cartoon network had a year where they were barely making any animation stuff right Um, yeah and that's that's actually what forced me to jump into boards because i couldn't find design work because every show every show has more board jobs than they have design jobs yeah so like if cartoon network is like oh we're only doing two animated shows at a time now like for a year like Oh, that means there's only like maybe up to like four, four to six design jobs for that whole studio at that point. Like that's, that's, those are your numbers. It's a numbers game at that point. Like if you want to work in animation, like, you know, boards, there's usually more positions open for that. Yes. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because uh, right now we're kind of a little bit in a weird time in animation, but hey, you're still here and you're doing great. So, you know, like anyone that's listening to this podcast right now, I know it's a scary time and it's, and you know, it's a little uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean that you need to give up on this industry if it's, if it's your dream, you know, like you can just kind of like, it, it's just hang in there, y'all. Um, yeah. I do yeah. want to kind of, um, before we run out of time, I do want to ask you a little bit about um, Amethyst and uh, how how did that work for you to pitch that? How, what was the opportunity? Like, um, how did you find that opportunity? How did pitching go? And how did running that short series go? Like, what was that experience like in terms of like, um, you know, leadership, uh, uh, occupying this position? You know what I mean? Yeah, overall, the experience was, like, great, and, like, you know, it it was a lot of work, but it wasn't, like, difficult, but this is me saying it, like, anybody who was working on it for, with me or for me, like, you know, <laughs> hopefully they, they're okay and not, you know, it wasn't, like, a burnout thing, Um, but, yeah, like, I, I will say with everything I've pitched, I don't feel like I've ever done, um, I don't even know if there is a traditional way to pitch shows, but I don't feel like I've ever had a traditional pitching experience. Um, but basically what happened was at the time I was working as a character designer on Mystery Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. And there was a, um, it was internal. It was only, I, I don't think they ever opened it up to anybody outside of Warner Brothers TV animation. But they basically 
did they were setting up a, a DC Nation block. They wanted to do shorts. They sent everybody, all the artists in the studio, a link to a website that had a list of all the B, C, and D characters of DC Comics. Mm. Like oh, there was like a list. You had to pick a character off that list, and you could pick more than one. But oh, you cool. had to put a pitch together for that. I can't remember if they had a list on how to pitch, because like everyone I talked to did it differently. Um, oh, but I yeah, and at that point I had already um, had pitched Harpy around a little bit, like. Harpy actually was briefly in the Cartoon Institute for like a hot minute. Oh um, yeah, and quick, quick side question: uh, um, How long ago did you start doing Harpy before you started pitching, and before you did the Amethyst uh, pitch? Was it like a I couple actually, years in? Uh, Harpy, I actually started drawing on Teen Titans. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. It looked, it looked, it was, it was a completely different thing, but. Um, my first year working on Titans, like the first couple months, I was just, you know, learning and collecting a paycheck. And then I was kind of just doing my own characters because on that show, we would like draw on post-its and sh like trade them around mm -hmm. all the time. Like we just leave weird drawings on each other's desks. And um, I was kind of already drawing like this weird like elf character that lived in a mushroom. Because <laughs> I, I was like, okay, well, I have this like nice computer set up now that I got from the nice Canadians. Um, <laughs> I really need to make a film. I also don't have a lot of time, but I need to figure out how to do it. And I remember one one day, like Glenn was like stressed and like drawing or something, and he kind of asked me like, like, so what do you what do you want to do? And he's like, you don't want to do what I do. You don't want to do this. Put up with this, do you? And I was like, because you know, like the stress and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. And I was like, I don't know. I like, I like making cartoons. I wouldn't be opposed to it or whatever. And then he was just, you know, whatever, like chatting about that. And then um, him and Derek had made um, sketchbooks to sell at Comic-Con. And I think back then a lot of people were doing that. It was mm. still pretty new. So he was like, you should put a sketchbook together and talk to Stuart, Stuart Dean. Um, Cause Stuart cover, color, covers, uh, carries a lot of uh, art books from different animation artists. So, I don't think I put any of Harpy in in any of that because I think at the time I was like, I you know I want to keep this close to my heart while I'm figuring out what to do with it. Right. But um, yeah. So I kind of was just messing around with Harpy and on that. And then my next show I worked on was Class Three Thousand, and I finished my assignments really early on that show. And maybe not all the time. It wasn't like you know I'm not bragging about it, but there was definitely on that show like design wise I would usually be done with my assignments by four and there usually wasn't enough to give me mm -hmm. so I just really dug into Harpy then and really like just played around and it was pretty one note it was basically just like four idiots that hang out in a fantasy town um <laughs> uh -huh. shop. because I think at that point there wasn't a lot of animated shows with girl leads especially action adventure and I really was like I grew up on all the Final Fantasy games, like all the Super Nintendo Square yeah. games. And I was like, this is what I want. I this is what I want to watch. This is like I I thought back like what would I want to watch when I was like 10 or 13? Like what TV show would I've gone nuts over? So I kind of was just like, yeah, there's this elf girl and she's just kind of causing she's a town nuisance, but she saves them from dragons and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the character is like I mean, they've, they've gone through a lot of changes, but at their core, they really haven't changed a whole lot. So I was drawing that a lot on 3000. And then um, 
And then I think I worked on it out of Jimmy's head after that. And then that's when they went to see Unreal and there wasn't enough animated shows to move on to. So I was taking a lot of animation tests for different studios. The only income I really had was doing freelance on Transformers Animated, hmm. which, you know, was a lot of the guys on that show just making sure I had income. And they also made me come in during lunch to watch um, Metabots and Arrested Development with them because they were like, we're concerned you're not getting social time. So come in. <gasps> that's very <laughs> pizza sweet. With us. Yeah, it was very nice. I, I have good memories of anima- working on Animated. But anyway, during that time, uh, somebody I knew that was higher up at Cartoon Network mentioned that they were starting a shorts program and they're like, your name is on the list of people they want to see stuff from. So if you pitch, they will probably have a meeting with you. Ah, so, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, nice on, nice on that friend to give me a heads up. So I was like, well, I don't really have anything, you know, super ready, but I'm like, I have this. So it forced me to make like a pitch document for Harpy and I didn't know what I was doing and I ended up taking it in and I met with Robert Betty and Craig McCracken because they were still in charge of it at that point. Oh, very cool. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Eventually they left and then Sorter took it over and then I think he wanted a different direction for the shorts. So Harpy died really fast. Like Harpy only lasted like a week. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, you said that was over at Disney, right? Well, it, it, I took it to Disney later and then Disney was really like yeah. really, really weird with it and honestly um oh no you like mean- looking back at it and my my different experiences since like I all I'm gonna say is I think they were kind of unprofessional with how they handled stuff mm. um just but Robin yeah, Craig just- was at no wait that was a Cartoon Network um, yeah Robin, Robin Craig, Craig yeah mm-hmm. they were I think they were finishing up Fosters maybe I don't know mm. but um yeah like they liked it they gave me some really constructive notes like things I didn't you know like it was like like now it's like a very basic list of like you know really knowing who your characters are what their wants and needs are and like how they interact like you know yeah um, yeah yeah working yeah and then working when I worked for Glenn when he worked when I worked on the Titans he told me like when he was developing the Titans characters he basically made like a document that was like how the characters interact when they're only like two on two how they act together like what their pros and cons are Mm -hmm. so like like an example like using my comic characters like Harpy to Opal, well, they're best friends. Okay, and like Opal's like super supportive. That's great, but she's also so supportive that Harpy gets hurt because Opal thinks Harpy's in, like you know indestructible, and she's not. Mm. So um, it's like almost gets to a point where it, it could be toxic friendship. So right. that's just an example, like how you can write your characters. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Ro- Robin Zetti gave gave me. I still have the email somewhere. I think I because that was back when I used to print out emails because we were still like you know kind of getting into email more um <laughs> but it gave me a really construct constructive feedback and they did green light me to at least make a storyboard and because I had no money coming in instead of giving a board artist that money I was like I need that money so bad I need to board so I borrowed my friend's uh Wacom tablet because at that point I had never really drawn digitally oh really um, yeah I'd only done stuff on paper I had a scanner but she let me borrow her Wacom tablet and I had a I had a copy of Photoshop (laughs) (laughs) and I basically did a really really crude board to that and then dropped it in Premiere and then timed it like I didn't record my voice because I didn't have a microphone at the time but I timed it out so I made sure that like when I was you know in Premiere that I could voice everything and then I pitched it to sorter and some people i didn't realize at the time that it was like an open pitch like i thought everyone in the room was like oh these are like execs or something mm-hmm. um 
but I did I did a live pitch to the animatic and after that they I guess they they said that um this came up from above this isn't from the develop the guy you know this isn't from Craig or Rob they said they were interested in putting Harpy into development if I made Ash the lead character because they were not doing girl mm-hmm. leads at the studio mm, and, at the time yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely at that time um so I kind of was like not sure about it. I think I mentioned talked to Lauren Faust a little bit at that point because I think Craig brought the Bible home for Harpy, and then she messaged me and said that if it went forward, if she could like write a script, like she really liked it. So she was very oh, supportive. Of that's it. so sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's really sweet. Um, for something that was very much like still like up weird, in the air. Weirdest, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, weird, could, weird, squishy, not you know figured out um but I remember mentioning like oh like you know maybe I should just do it like it's a foot in the door or whatever you know mm-hmm. and then I think like all the people that were kind of pushing for Harpy left Cartoon Network within like a week or two after my pitch ah no yeah, yeah that happens that does happen <laughs> yeah so it was like baby's baby's first like oh this is the real world and then um I think I was and I was still out of work and I remember being like kind of like well I'll show them you know and then I went and like was like I was playing like a lot of uh DDR on uh-huh. on the Wii at the time oh yeah so I had this one song I was obsessed with I was like I'm gonna make a music video and YouTube was still fairly I mean YouTube was like a few years old at that point so I was like I'm gonna make a film and have it online it'll take them two years to get one of those shorts done and they bet they won't even put them online mm-hmm. and so I made I made um a flash animated film called Love Shine that's like really janky Mm-hmm. put it online like did it in two weeks which I would not recommend like I I I was having vision problems like I was like everything's wiggly like do not do that um uh, uh. but I put it online went home for Christmas and it got shared around like different animation people and then I think I was doing a little bit of freelance on the Ben 10 that Glenn was running and I went to drop that off and him and Dwayne Dwayne McDuffie was um in like because he was like the head writer they mm. were watching the film and they were like like laughing <laughs> like they thought it was really funny and then um they kind of mentioned that they're like hey even though they like even though like a lot of people were out of work and have struggling um like a lot of like comedy shows weren't being made so there was a lot of comedy people looking for work but apparently um some of the action shows over at Warner's were having a hard time finding experienced action board artists. Interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. There mm-hmm. was a shortage. So um, Glenn and Dwayne were like, Oh, they need board artists over on brave and the bold. Like Glenn was like, Michael mm-hmm. Chang needs a board artist. Like why should message him? And he was one of our directors on Titans. Mm-hmm. So I, I went in uh, the director, uh, my, the, who ended up being my director on brave and the bold. Like he watched, Mike, Michael Chang watched Love Shine was like, okay, well, you understand shot direction. He's like, we'll just train you as you go. And my board, I mean, my boards on Braving the Bulls are like really bad. And then uh, my board partner was like with Sean Thomas. And he was, he was oh, honestly yeah. like pretty supportive. Um, like I was able to kind of get through that run because of him and Mike. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot, but then I jumped back to design after that. And industry was kind of like repairing itself at that point. There was a lot more work. So um, went on to that. Went went to do designs on um, on uh, Avengers, I think. Yeah, I was on Avengers Minus Heroes with Tom Perkins, 
Then I went back to Warner's work on Mystery Incorporated. So that's when all the DC Nation DC Nation stuff started. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I went on this long journey. No, um, that's cool. It was yeah. interesting to hear like that the the little bit of the story of Harpy. I think this is so interesting because it shows how long and winded a pitching process can be. So yes. now this is really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I always, I always like, um, it, I mean, it's, it's still like awful and it's still hard, but whenever I have mutuals that have amazing shorts or pilots that like, yes, they should be, they, these should be series. They could totally be series. And like, and, like, you know, I have friends who have pilots that did amazingly well online and then like the studios don't pick them up for whatever reason. Yeah. And I always tell them like, honestly, like you do not know what the future will hold. Like, yeah my best advice is to to go ahead and keep making stuff like, yes. like make stuff because you want to make stuff too like don't don't do it just for yes that golden carrot they're gonna dangle um yes but you'll 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 make other things that you'll love and then you never know when that other stuff will come back like yeah yeah it's yeah so yeah so on the dc nation list there was a bunch of characters and it was Ameth Amethyst, Bumblebee, and Wonder Girl were the ones I picked. And oh, yeah. I had a, yeah, I had a pitch for Bumblebee, and I had a pitch put together for Amethyst. I could not really get the one for Wonder Girl to work. I really wanted to do one about her and her cat. Oh, um, I think she I can't remember her cat's name. Um, I actually literally love Wonder Girl as like a character, like person person personality wise, she's really fun. So, um, but. Yeah, so Amethyst, I actually didn't know much about Amethyst, and I did research and was just like, how how has DC done like nothing with this character? It has everything I it checked all my boxes like mm -hmm. fantasy, like very fantasy themed, like weird weird girl forced into like magical setting, like swords fighting. She has a cool dog. She has a Pegasus. There are there is a dumbass with like a weird robot sled thing that he rides around like. <laughs> The villain's really silly. Um, I mean, he's scary, but he's like really funny to me. So I got really into it, and I basically kind of looked through my harpy pitch, which is like, what are elements from harpy that aren't that aren't exclusive to harpy that I can like put into amethyst? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I, like, so I basically structured it as like I was like, well, they're probably only going to pick up one short, but I'm going to basically have it. I'm going to structure it as like a seven part series of shorts but that but also if they want to do one short it can work as a standalone right. so I had I did one quick like really shitty drawing of for representing every short and then I think I did a you know and then I had like a like like one or two sentences underneath each one which what, what was happening and then I think I had one other page that was like about the main character and about some of the characters she was going to run into and then that was all I turned in and bumblebee was only one sheet i think i did one drawing was like and then i wrote like the story out which was like it was basically going to be bumblebee versus poison ivy because like bumblebee somebody like alerts her like oh the bees are missing because i think that was around the time where everyone's like in real life like the, something's happening to the bee population oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like 2011 i think at that point uh, or 2010 right. i can't remember and um so i had it where like bumblebee goes to investigate the bees and she has like a big like cool spy fuzzy coat mm -hmm. so like super spy girl and like she goes to investigate a hive where like the bees are missing and then she realizes that there's like 
vines and stuff you find out that poison ivy is like kidnapped all the bees to give her plants a spa day <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a big fight between it was basically an excuse to have bumblebee versus poison ivy that's all i cared about so mm -hmm. um but yeah so i got i got and i got a phone call on my work from from ben jones because he was one of the people that was in charge of choosing which shorts went right um so you got a call he's like hey brian so i have good news and bad news about amethyst i'm like oh well give me the bad news first and he's like well i can't really give you the bad news unless i give you the good news uh -huh. so he's like what's the good news he's like oh good news is we want to do the amethyst we want to make an amethyst short i'm like oh great what's the bad news he's like we want to make all seven of them uh-huh so i think i might have been one of the few people who pitched the short pitched a character short that was like multi that's whatever. interesting that's really cool yeah so, um, and I heard that like some people internally pitched characters that weren't on the list. So like, we can't do those because like DC is not going to let us do the A-list characters. Like it's just, it was really early on. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had to go in and meet with Ben and the exec I met with was um, Jeff Presenkowski, who I don't know where he's, I think he's writing now. Um, but I went in and I had my Amethyst document, but I also brought, I have a binder of all my Harpy art. So I brought that in and was like, hey, if any of this isn't working for you, here's a whole binder of fantasy stuff I have. Um, so I think the only thing from Harpy that kind of carried over into um, Amethyst and like, this is going to be a big spoiler spoiler for readers, but if you've listened this long, I feel like you deserve it. Um, <laughs> so in Amethyst, there's a frog village and they're they're more like, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, they're more humanoid and they're kind of mixed with like different monster parts, but there's a frog village. And if, if we had gone to series, the frog village would have still been her home base. Like there was going to be frog characters. And um, oh. I really wanted her kind of living with the monsters because those are the people she would be pr protecting in, in general. Mm. Um, or not, well, well, like, that's all that's left of her kingdom, basically. The frogs are all that's left of her kingdom. There's no, all the humans are dead. So, mm. um, so she's defending them from Dark Obel, basically. And many other kingdoms um you know obviously want to jump in because they don't want to defend a bunch of frogs so she mm -hmm. basically has to go around and like convince the other kingdoms that like even the people you think are lowest are definitely worth your time so mm -hmm. um but anyway the frogs actually come from the original harpy pitch i took to cartoon network and other places so i'm not going to say much except the chapter i'm currently working on um the frogs the frogs are going to be really big this chapter like they're <gasps> gonna they're yeah the time of the frogs so, everyone that's the yeah time. so yeah like i know a few readers that keep track of things in the background and things and like it's been set up since the first chapter there's a frog in the dungeon when um awesome. when wolf goes to unlock harpy from her detention in the dungeon uh <laughs> there's a frog in the panels and that's always meant to be so it's taken nine years and now the frogs are here so um, and the frogs are like a very basic fantasy trope so like I know there's going to be comparisons to like you know a really good show that just recently ended about frogs but I think it's still like its own thing so I'm not going to worry about it and just go for it yeah like, yeah 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 it's like the two it's like the two cakes problem like oh you like this cake here's another cake this one <laughs> has extra cherries on top or something I don't know <laughs> yeah 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 totally oh so, my gosh yeah sorry i went on that huge tangent but um yeah so it's how i picked amethyst and we went and then i 
I had an outline already and then they I worked with Amy Rolfram to like help flesh out the script and she was also one of the writers who worked on Teen Titans and one of the writers I would you know get to talk to when I worked on that show years ago um that was the other thing too I love shows where like artists and writers can interact like I'm so glad my first tv experience was that because and everyone you know is doing great but like you know I still still chat with them every once in a while like even Dave Slack sometimes like we talk on Twitter once in a while and like he's doing really well I hope and stuff but um yeah so it was really cool to work with Amy on this Mm because we're both like yeah you get to make fancy girl thing you know and um also like not too long after the news broke that we were going to make the amethyst shorts like um there was a room in one of the buildings at Warner's, like they had, I think it was one of the first years they were having revision, actual storyboard revisions at Warner's. I don't think we ever had revisions before. It was always just the board artists handling stuff. Mm. And, um, you know, like we're all like friends, but um, there was like a few, there was a room full of like, um, you know, like, you know, like different like women and other people in that one room. And like, uh, after like Amethyst got, picked up like they were all on my cube and like can we work on it because <laughs> oh. I think we were all we were also like thirsty to finally I even had like fellow dudes that I worked with off and on for years that were like can I please work on magical girl show like I am so tired of this like sausage party business oh. I'm always having to draw <laughs> nothing against you know sausage parties but like, yeah 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 but, yeah. Um, yeah it was like so funny like like there was like so many guys are like you know they're like I want to make I want to work on this because like my daughter will like it you know like it was just just in general so like, people sweet. were just yeah yeah I think it was just that it was like oh it's not Batman can we can we help on it and um yeah so I I did my best to try to include like the people in the studio that I knew like would really like a chance to work on it and then I kind of prefaced it with like hey I'm aware if you're working on this it's freelance it's going to be after hours I really don't want people to like be burnt out or whatever and like I know I'm aware that you're this is extra for you and I told them like Mm. if you have any questions if there's something in the outline that isn't working or if you're struggling figuring out how to like board this like just let me and then um one of my other friends uh Chrissy Delk who she boarded um she boarded two of the shorts I think Mm. I'm I'm blanking right now because it's been so long um and she's she's a really really talented board artist um I kind of was like, oh, just come to one of us. If you have any questions, we'll just meet up for coffee. Like, there's no shame. Like, there is yeah. no, like, I do not want you to feel like your neck's on the line or anything. Like, this is this is us just working on a project together. So, um, and then I... I think it's crazy that, like, you were making those basically all freelance. Like, that it wasn't, like, you you didn't have, like, a like a little in-house team. It's It sounds like it was... You know, honestly, Honestly, it's been so long. I can't remember exactly how it was paid out. It might have been freelance or it might have been just overtime. I can't, I honestly can't remember. I don't want to speak for right production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was thinking more like, I thought like it would have been, because it is like seven shorts, right? So I thought it would have been kind of like, oh, here's a little team oh. and they're going to be working for like, I don't know, X amount of month. But it yeah. sounds like it was more like a little bit more of a, um, almost like an all indie shor- production almost yeah and I think I think all the shorts most of the shorts were run that way they were all mostly mm. like you know people doing stuff on, on the outside um but like um so yeah so we had that talk and then I I boarded the first short just to kind of like give everyone a jumping off point because like mm-hmm. I I don't think my boards for the first short were good at all and 
you know, but, but I haven't boarded a whole lot. And I think that was back when I was still boarding on post-its. I didn't know Storyboard Pro yet. Storyboard mm. Pro was still fairly new at that point too, like mm. overall. So um, I boarded it on paper or whatever. And then I went and made a chart to show like what the progression was, like which characters should be in its short, like Amethyst, her locket changes throughout the short just to stay consistent. Or I would do a sketch of like, like a map layout for what the background needed to be or where the character needed to be. And then I, and then I would do maybe a couple of like acting films for some of the shorts and then hand those to the board artists. And then like looking like back then I didn't, I didn't realize that that's actually what you're supposed to be doing as a director, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's, it is, it does feel kind of weird knowing that like I, I had those like basics for that long, but mm-hmm. I've only been directing like full time for like last couple of years. So it took it took a long time to convince people that I could do it even after that so um yeah yeah yeah. I feel (laughs) like that's kind of yeah it's kind of tough also like uh just a random question but do do you have an agent I don't I've been using an entertainment lawyer I actually was got in contact with her with Amethyst and like I don't want to get into like the 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 bad part of that like she's been great yeah, she yeah. kind of took me on. She actually kind of took me on as a charity case because I was in a really not great situation, mm, um, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Financially and like, um, yeah. Like, I, I don't think I can legally talk about like that. Yeah, the yeah. way some of that stuff was set up. Um, but it wasn't I was just, good. And she I was, was just gonna mostly like kind of like mention that like for me, I think before I had an agent, I really wanted to be an episode director and it was really, really hard to land that job. I feel like it's um so I'm not surprised when you say that it took so long for you to manage to get the episode director title because it, it yeah. there's not that many there's not that many jobs for it. And it's like, yeah, it's it's you know yeah it's tough yeah no yeah yeah, you're you're right and like one of the things I I ran into for a few years after that um was I would go in for interviews for things and they wouldn't believe me when I said I I directed Amethyst even though I had IMDB credit for it hmm interesting Hmm. yeah they were like well that was so-and-so wasn't it and I'm like no they did not do that but okay you know it was it was very like Hmm. and this is this is like nothing against like the people or crew or or the people they got to make it but I did actually interview for she early on and that was one of the times we're like but you didn't work on Amethyst oh and I yeah. actually even pulled I even pulled up my portfolio website and I was like I don't know how else to prove this to you but okay like mm-hmm. so I I mean it was kind of like it, I mean that part was that was kind of like really kind of sad because I was like well I already made this thing but okay um mm-hmm. Anyway, go back to like the other stuff, but I, I, I was recently talking to an agency and I, I actually would like to sign with them, but I think I'm in a position right now that I can't really afford to do it. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's nothing against that agency. And like my entertainment lawyer has actually been really great because um, I, I pay her by hour. And I think the other thing a lot of people don't talk about is when you're pitching, it's expensive. You're basically, yes. you're basically buying a ticket for the lottery and you need to, pay, and you're also paying for what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Like, yep. mm-hmm. like, like with Harpy, like luckily I had support on the exec side to retain some of my, retain my publishing rights, but that was kind of like a battle too with like Nick legal. And I had to pay like a few months worth. Like it, it I, 
yeah and but the thing was is that's for my own sense of security and mental health too a little bit Mm -hmm. um because like not to be like super pessimistic or negative even though there was a lot of support at Nick early on for Harpy and people really wanted it in my heart I was like there's no way this is going to series especially at this studio and I know a lot of people are like well why don't you pitch it over here and like I think the pink thing most people don't know is Nick is the last place that asked for it it was the only place I hadn't pitched it to oh yeah Um, Mm -hmm. yeah so I was kind of like if this is going to be animated this is probably going to be the only chance unless Mm. me doing it outside which I don't really have the time or the money to pay people what they're worth to animate this like I don't think an indie indie production road is appropriate for me because I've been entrenched in normal productions or not normal but television production for so long that like yeah I just know I yeah I understand like what the workload can do on somebody in their body and I want to make sure that they're like you know they get paid for it and they have some sort of health insurance for it like I'm okay using the studios to for that end in that way I guess like right um but uh but yeah I I made sure early I I wasn't I wanted to be able to go into development with Harpy without having to worry about what would happen to the comic so that so that way I was able to put my full self into just making the best short I could and that was my whole goal was like my whole goal is like just to make the short like you know try to have the short be like in in the heart of the comic and have it online so I can at least share it with like the people who read the comic who've been supporting it for so long yeah um, yeah yeah for real that's great I so Rihanna, I want to ask you a couple of questions from our patrons over on the Discord. Um, I have one from Pretty Pants. Um, the question is, I really love just how clean your line quality and anatomy is. What do you think helps you learn the best to get better at character design, storyboarding, respectively? How much did you practice, Ooh. specific time spent, etc.? cetera? Mm. Uh, I will, you know, I... I don't think what I'm going to say is going to be any different than what most people say. Um, I mean, definitely practice is like, you know, try to set some time aside when you can to to draw. If, even if it's not every day, just even throughout the week. Um, mm-hmm. Figure drawing, like, I know figure drawing is kind of like a weird, a weird, you know, can or feels like it might be boring, but observing from life, drawing, figure drawing or whatever, um, you know, I, I would prefer drawing from classes because I always kind of feel bad drawing people I see out on the street, like in coffee shops. But I don't think there's anything bad about it. I just, I personally, you know, I always feel kind of like, eh, but sometimes I'll do it. Um, just watch a lot of things outside of animation. Like, I'm, and this is something I'm personally bad about because I don't have a lot of free time because <laughs> I watch a lot of anime lately. Um, but like watching like nature documentaries, like animals, like that's a great place to get character design and color reference. Like, you know, I like to look at sea creatures a lot for color. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, would you say that um, starting on paper helped you with your line quality? Would you say that like drawing with the micron and stuff is something that factored in versus I, digital? Yeah, I don't really draw with a micron. I just ink. I usually just draw with um, pencil. I usually just draw with number two pencil. Um, sometimes I draw with like mechanical. I switch out my art supplies if I'm having trouble sometimes. Like that sometimes helps and breaks me out of it. Or when I'm coloring, I set aside like a limited palette and I'm like, I'm just going to color with these. And it forces me to try different color combinations. Um, I also don't want to put down digital. I just, 
I draw on paper because that's where I started out on, you know, and that's usually my comfort spot. And that's actually why I draw my comic on paper because, you know, we work on digital all day. Yes. Work. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And also working as a director, like I still draw as a director, but I don't draw quite as much. And um, it's been harder to find free time to draw. So it's like, you know, it's kind of tricky to like, uh, you know, even to find time to to draw my comic like that, like during 2020, that was one reason I had to put my comic on hold a lot because my work was, right. my workload was just so high. Um, I will say too, though, if you work as like a board artist, if you ever end up in that sort of position, you end up drawing so much that like, it actually affected with how I draw my designs and I actually saw some improvement. Oh, yeah. I yeah, yeah I agree I feel like as someone who's like done boards uh I, I did a little character design but but that's so minor compared to the amount of boards that I did and I feel like boards you have to be so fast and you have to learn so many other designs from other because you know you don't often get to draw in your style you often have to be a chameleon like you said I think it yeah. does like teach you as an artist so much um new you know design tricks uh like shorthands and stuff yeah boards is definitely uh really like an interesting craft in to to get kind of better at um and faster at drawing i kind of wanted to also ask this one's a quick question from another one of our patrons on discord um brother to drummer question is did you ever have any non-art day jobs? If so, what were they? Oh, well, yeah, I guess sort of. Um, I, I I feel like such a jerk. So um, I've worked on my dad's farm. Oh, but very I cool. Really, but I, mean, I wasn't really technically paid for it, but I've, I've tossed potatoes. I've had to toss uh, potatoes off of like the conveyor belt when they were taking them from the storage and to take them to a truck to like, you know take them to wherever they're being sold to so um that's so cool the, and that's yeah, your and username the, too <laughs> yeah um so when but when the potatoes come out of storage like some of them of course are not you know sellable they're disgusting mm-hmm. so it was like me and my cousins with gloves on and we were just chucking potatoes for like eight hours a day and that's like the only time I've ever had arm muscles in my life and it was that part was really cool <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean I guess I was just talking about like industries in general like animation being tough like my the summer before I went to CalArts um was really bad for farmers like I I mean I was still like pupa brain so I can't remember exactly what was going on I just know that nobody was buying large russet potatoes they were only buying restaurant fingerling potatoes mm. so we had to toss out anything that was over a certain size which was awful so um yeah and I think I think we came pretty close to like losing the farm that year like things are fine now I mean even with everything going on I think overall everything's okay Mm -hmm. but um which also ties into like me earlier talking about like taking CalArts super seriously my parents paying me through it was that I was aware of our financial situation so I didn't really want to you know waste that time Anyway, yes, I tossed potatoes, and then this is still an art-related job, but when I was in grade school, we had a local lady that taught pottery classes. She had a kiln and everything set up. So, I I mean, I haven't thrown pottery in years. I'd be learning from scratch again, but um, when I was in high school, uh, she had me take take over her class for, for one summer, and I think that was also my senior year, too. 
So I was teaching little kids how to throw pottery and sometimes yes. people wouldn't p- pick up their kids. So I would just be babysitting someone's kid for like an hour, which the kid was really cool. So it was fine. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 totally. Um, I think I have like a, a last question that I really like. Um, one of them, I just, I'm just going to give a shout out from at uh, Vectzakt on Twitter. Um, they asked if your journey as a character designer, creative director, and animation industry was rough. I think we kind of went over that, but I thought that was um, uh, a cool question. Yeah. And, uh, and another one from at Dimps Doodles, uh, what's some tips you'd give to a new webcomic creator? I've always had ideas. But one for one, but commitment is scary. I think this is a great question. And if you have like any, yeah. any yeah. tips for I, that. Okay. I guess I guess the one tip I have or the the most important one is the hardest part is starting yes. and putting yourself out there and online. That is the hardest part. Yes. Um when I started Harpy as a webcomic, uh I was I was in like a very not great mental place. I I actually didn't work in the industry for almost a year after because I didn't let anybody know I was available and I also didn't apply. I was actually like trying to figure out if I should leave the industry or not. And then um ended up working, like I ended up finding like a design job again. But um I had I have a group of friends that were running dumb comics and it was towards the end of dumb comics life, but they had every 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 comic has its own day for uploading on the way that site was built. So Monday was open. So they asked me if I wanted to update a comic. And I was at the time, like, I don't know. I don't think I have anything. And then I had Katie Rice sent me a really, really nice email that was basically like, I think it's time for you to put Harpy out there. <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah. I, can't, I, need to, I can't, I need to read it so I can paraphrase it. But she basically was like, it's time for Harpy to be out there. Like, you know, we, we, we want to read it or whatever. So, um, so Oh, cause you up, were drawing it, but you weren't publishing it anywhere. And I wasn't even drawing Harpy at that point. Like mm-hmm. I, after Amethyst got picked up, I just totally dropped Harpy. Like a, like a, I hadn't drawn those characters. I hadn't even thought about them. Like, I was just like, nobody wants Harpy. I already know that. Like mm-hmm. I've already been told that. So um, oh, I like this dog you're drawing. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he's so cute. Um, I my computer has some lag. I think that's why I'm having some issues. But um, anyway, um, so I took what I had for Harpy so far, which was very basic, and was like, okay, I don't know where the story is going yet. I just need to get. I just need to get all the characters to meet each other. So I was like, okay, where do I want them to meet at? So I. I would say with webcomics, take baby steps. You don't have to have the full thing figured out. Also, keep your stories small. Like, I think yes. mine's, mine's like a weird... Um, I don't want anyone to use mine as like an example because I'm like one of the one of the rules that they say do not do, which is tell a huge overarching story as your first comic. Yes. Mine, yes. mine just mutated into that. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Overall, I think that's really good advice to start small. So with Harpy, I was like, I just need to get the characters to an item shop. So I basically structured my goals that way. I was like, what do I need to have happen this month or whatever? So I, I, um, you know, I was like, okay, introduce introduction to the character. So I have Harpy by herself. Why does she need to go to the item shop? Well, maybe her sword is busted. 
So it turned into that. But the thing was, is as I was working on the webcomic and writing it, and I already had a lot of stuff because I've been working with the characters for years. I started being able to connect all the pieces I already had. And by the time, for those that are familiar with the comic, by the time that the characters make it to Humphrey's party, I already knew what the end of my comic was. I already knew what the trajectory was. I already knew which, what the chapters were going to be. And I was working off of an outline. This is the oh, first chapter I'm working nice. off of a script. Wow. And I think most of comic people work off of outlines. And I think that's totally normal and fine because the thing with web comics versus other comics is we we have the advantage to change things on a dime or yes. mm-hmm. adjust if something we're like, this isn't quite working. And they're like, oh, I have I finally have a solve for this. And then you can fix it right away. Yep. Which is honestly the exciting part of web comics for me. I agree. So totally yeah I feel that in my bones that's something I've done a bunch with Rodney where I'm like I'm starting this chapter I know I need something to happen here I don't know how I'm gonna solve it sometimes it's sometimes it's kind of soul crushing because you're like oh I really painted myself into a corner here but um (laughs) but sometimes it's kind of nice when you're like just walking around doing your groceries or whatever and you're like oh yeah yeah. that's what's yeah that's what I need there like that's what needs to happen yeah and it can can easily turn into like an obsession and I'm so lucky that I have some close friends that are not online much at all that I see all the time they're actually my real like my my really in-person friend group and um they've had to deal with my my webcomic bullshit for years and they still are supportive even though I can tell I annoy them and like they're like one of the one of the few people that actually knows know the whole trajectory of the story and like I will bounce stuff off for them once in a while I'm like does this make sense you know mm-hmm. and then a couple and then they a couple of them actually keep up with it too like I do not expect my close friends to read it like definitely do not um I think this was so fun and I love that like we got to talk about the webcomic that we talked we talked about your career and all of the crazy moments in animation so um is there anything you want to plug before I wrap this up um yeah just wait give me a second I yep. is my audio still okay because I'm just talking to the computer now it's still okay um this is um this is uh your your the parting voice okay <laughs> I guess I don't know I guess like you can read my webcomic at harpg.com and also like there's some other animation people not not just I mean obviously read V's awesome comic uh, uh, but there's, there's some other animation people who have webcomics hosted on hiveworks.com Hi. I think it might be the hiveworks but if you look up hiveworks Check the link that has the cute round B and there's more web comics that update every week. So like, yeah, enjoy, enjoy web comics, be free from animation shackles. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I think having a personal project is like really liberating and really helps when going through like difficult moments, like the one that we're going through in animation right now. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of this creative block. Uh, Brianne, thank you so much for being our guest and sharing your story. Um, and thanks to your listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to our editor Clements for editing the podcast and Malik for helping us produce the show. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. You also get to ask prompts early. And um, so make sure that you join the Discord. It's really fun. Um, I have been your host, V. Keep being creative and I'll see you next week.
Bye. Bye.